Welcome to this week's Energy Show. Hey, all right, so a little bit of a change. I'm going to start this week's show off with a poem. Here it is, quote, I think that I shall never see a poem as lovely as a tree. That's by Joyce Kilmer. And the reason why I'm talking about that is I recently saw new legislation called the Trillion Trees Act. It's pretty straightforward. It's a worldwide effort to plant an additional trillion trees. And President Trump said that the U.S. would join this initiative. Now, the bill was introduced in February this year, 2020, by Bruce Westerman. He's a Republican in Arkansas. And he commented, I challenge anyone to find a better climate solution than taking care of our forests. And Republican Representative Steve Stivers of Ohio hailed the act as offering a powerful solution to combat our changing climate. Now, this initiative claims, he kind of reading the fine print of the initiative, it claims that a trillion trees is an important part of solving the global climate crisis. And yeah, I kind of like that comment because in and itself, it's an acknowledgement by Republicans that there's a problem with global climate. They're acknowledging that there's a crisis. And the second comment is trees will help slow down man-made climate change. And, you know, so now you add those two things together. Now there's an acknowledgement that this is a human-created problem, which is a lot of people are saying there's no global warming. Well, they're admitting it. And a lot of people are saying it's not caused by man. It's just random. Well, it's a human-created problem. So I think really from the get-go, it's good to hear that the Republicans in Congress are recognizing this problem. And it's a man-made cause. You you can't really solve a problem until you acknowledge it. It's there. So that's good. So it could be a great concept. I mean, after all, who doesn't love trees? Joyce Kilmer loves poems better than trees. But anyway, and who would come out against planting trees? It's kind of one of those things like, why wouldn't you want to sign this legislation? Everybody loves trees. Well, the question is, is it going to work? So let's go through the economics and practicality of planting a trillion trees and whether or not that's going to solve our climate crisis in any significant way. Then we can decide if it's a harebrained scheme or a great idea. I mean, my idea was to train a billion squirrels to each plant a thousand trees, you know, because they're just going to bury a thousand acorns and and that would do the trick. And, you know, our, our yard is infested with squirrels until we got some cats and there's acorns everywhere. So maybe squirrels can do it. But I digress. That's not the plan here. We've got other specific plans. So in order to answer the question, we need to address a few scientific and economic questions first. So first, understand how trees are sequestering carbon. Take sequester, it takes the carbon out of the air and it kind of binds it up so it's no longer in the air. The second is how much carbon dioxide, global warming gas, main global warming gas, there are others like methane and hydrofluorocarbon, refrigerants, but CO2 is a big one. So how much CO2 will a trillion trees really remove? And then how much land is required to plant a trillion more trees? How much is it going to cost to plant these trees and, you know, buy the land and water the trees, make sure they're they're taken care of? And then how long is it going to take for these trees to capture this atmospheric CO2? And then we can kind of take a look at some of the more mundane, practical things like, can Congress pass such a bill? 
And will other countries focus on trees rather than other greenhouse gas reduction solutions? So just kind of taking a, a step back, and you know, this is a subject of lots and lots of research, much of which is contentious, but how big is the CO2 emissions problem? So I couldn't find data from 2019, but I got data from 2018. So in 2018, the world emitted 37 billion tons of CO2. And that CO2 is mostly admitted by human activity, mostly by burning fossil fuels. Yes, animals, animals including humans, emit methane. That's a, a greenhouse gas. When we breathe, we exhale CO2 as we're converting things in our body with oxygen. Eat food that's carbon in it. That gives us the energy. When we break those bonds, that's creating CO2. But the vast majority of that CO2 is emitted by humans. So basically, we've got to get that 37 billion tons down to like negative, less than zero, so we can start to solve the problem. Because if we just wanted to stay at the current steady state of 412 parts per million of CO2, it's 412 parts per million, it's never been this high during you know thousands and thousands of years, and that high level of CO2 correlates directly to the warming conditions of the Earth, and the, the ice sheets are melting, and that's creating sea level rises and all kinds of other problems. But in order to stay at 412 parts per million, we need to stop emitting CO2. So we have to find a way to get 37 billion tons of CO2 per year. Stop emitting that. In addition, we'll get to this in a sec, we need to kind of find a way to lower the amount of CO2 that's in the atmosphere. So not just continue to add, but find a way to subtract it lower. All right. So the world is warming at this 412 part per million CO2 level. It was warming even when it was lower. So we need to reduce it. And in order to reverse global warming, we have to find a way to get a lot more CO2 out of the atmosphere than that 37 million that we're emitting. So there's something called the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, IPCC, and they're, they're the ones that are doing all the studies, they're the ones that are kind of helping understand how we're able to keep the Earth's climate from not going up by more than two and a half degrees C, which is it already is in many places, but they're the ones that are kind of aggregating all of the worldwide science. This isn't science just from the United States, it's science from all around the world, and I like it that it's a worldwide scientific effort because... It kind of takes away some of the politicization that happens in countries that perhaps for one reason or another aren't agreeing that there's a global warming problem. So the IPCC estimates that we need to pull out from 100 to 1,000 billion tons of CO2 to re reverse climate change by 2100, so 80 years from now. Huge range, right? So it's 100 billion tons to 1,000 billion tons. Basically, they're really not sure. So let's just pick a round number of 500 billion tons. So that's kind of the challenge. We've got to stop emitting 37 billion tons of CO2 every year. We've got to somehow find a way to pull 500 billion tons of CO2 that's already in the atmosphere out. Okay. Why trees? Why plants? Well, plants do a good job of sequestering carbon as they grow. Once they grow up to bigger a tree, the more carbon it's going to sequester. So the process is as follows. Plants, in the photosynthesis process, absorb CO2 from the air. They get energy to do this from this nuclear fusion reactor called the sun. So it's the photosynthesis is turning the energy from the sun with CO2 
into cellulose structures. This is kind of like the wood, cellulose. It's part of our skin. Just a lot of things are made out of protein. Cellulose is one of them. And it turns into those structures, which basically are the leaves, the branches, the, the trunks of the trees. And as they do that, they're absorbing the CO2. They're emitting oxygen. So I think Ronald Reagan famously once said that we're going to improve the air by planting a lot of trees. And he was right to a certain degree. That will help improve the oxygen level by absorbing CO2 and carbon gets captured inside the cellulose and it releases the oxygen. So trees are great. Different species of trees might be better than others. Some are going to grow faster. Some may not shed the leaves as much. But then keep in mind, so let's say a tree grows up, a big you know, redwood tree or an oak tree, whatever, and all of the carbon dioxide that they absorb over their lifetime turns into wood and branches and leaves or needles in the case of a coniferous tree. And it's kind of bound up in there. But it doesn't stay there forever. If the tree dies, when the tree dies, they decay and the CO2 is released back into the air. I mean, it might take 10, 20 years for the tree to completely decay. The leaves obviously decay faster, but the CO2 is released back into the air. If you burn the trees, obviously burning it, you're going to release the CO2 more quickly. A million years ago or more, I don't know how many, 20, 30 million years ago, the, the trees that were, the plants that were around the earth at that time, they all died and they piled up. And that's actually where we got the hydrocarbons for. The The oil was basically created from plant-based material as it was compressed and turned into hydrocarbon. So that's the basic process. The, a plant, tree's really good, will then capture the CO2 and bind it up into the structure of the tree. So the good idea here is if we take barren, fertile land. So barren means, all right, you don't really have something there. You're not going to chop down a forest to plant more trees. You're not going to knock down houses to plant trees. You're going to find barren land. It has to be fertile land. You're not going to be able to do this in the Sahara Desert. It needs water and they need good good soil. But if we plant trees there, in about 20 or 25 years, these trees would have grown and sequestered a significant amount of carbon dioxide. And the key point is that these trees need to stay there. You can't then log the trees because as you log the trees you're going to be converting a good percentage of that CO2 that was sequestered, that was captured in the leaves and the branches and the wood. You're going to be basically burning that or decomposing that. It's going to go back into the atmosphere. So the trees have to stay there. And that's key. And, you know, obviously you can't burn the trees because, boom, you're going to kind of directly be generating that CO2. So it's it's not worth it. So you got to make sure that those forests are permanent. So let's just kind of do a little back-of-the-envelope calculation. Let's figure out how many trees are needed to get to zero CO2 emissions in the world. So the U.S. Forest Service estimates that each tree is going to sequester 88 pounds of carbon dioxide a year. So do a little bit of math. 37 billion tons of CO2 added to the atmosphere every year, divided by 88 pounds, and converting pounds into tons, blah, blah, blah. It means that we're going to need 840 billion trees this is 20 years after they've been planted, so they're kind of running at full blast. That's a mature tree. 840 billion trees to zero out our CO2 emissions, 0.84 trillion. Pretty close. Okay, now, 840 billion trees to zero out the world's carbon emissions, but we have to clear out another 500 billion tons of CO2 in the atmosphere to reverse climate change by 2100. So I'm doing some calculations here. Let's say it takes 20 years for this whole program to get into effect, and then let's say these trees are growing, 840 billion trees are growing for 60 years. So 500 billion tons divided by 88 pounds per tree divided by 60 years means that we need another... 189 billion trees to kind of get to 
the goal, at least in this act, by 2100 of reversing climate change. I think 2100 is too late, but we'll have to deal with that. All right. So 189 billion plus 840 billion. Hey, that's pretty close to the trillion trees number. Somebody did some math in Congress. As we used to say in college, it's good enough for government work. In this case, literally. But remember, it's going to take 50 years for these trillion trees to start making a difference. All right, so that's the timing, basically. So how much land is it going to take? That's like a big question. Now, by the way, just to kind of put things in perspective, we've got about 3 trillion trees already in the world. I mean, there might there was probably more 200 years ago or you know 500 years ago before man started mankind started chopping down trees for pastures, for housing, for crops, things like that. But there's 3 trillion trees already. And so how much land does a trillion trees take up? It takes up 500 trees per acre. It depends on the kind of forest, 400 to 600, but 500, I like round numbers. So to plant a trillion trees, we need 2 trillion acres. Now, it's got to be unforested land, obviously, because it's pointless to chop down trees to plant more trees. It doesn't count against the trillion new trees. You know, it's got to be good land. There's not a lot of empty land that's suitable for trees. As I said before, deserts don't count. Really, mountainous areas don't count. Pasture land, where we're you know we're, we're grazing animals, cropland, yeah, that would work. But we're already using it for something. Cities, roads, places where people are living—that's not really usable land. You know, you kind of go around the world and. Mankind's pretty spread out pretty well. A lot of the usable land is already being used. Or, like the Sahara Desert or the Mojave Desert, it's not really good for trees. Um, you kind of say, what's going to happen with global warming? There's probably going to be more deserts, but who knows. All right. So we're talking about there about how much land we need. Uh, we need two trillion more acres. All right. How much is it going to cost to plant a trillion trees? Now, the World Resources Institute estimates a cost of $4 billion per year for 20 years to plant 60 billion trees. That's actually not as, you know, that's not as bad as I thought. So 80 billion for 60 billion trees, that's $1.3 trillion. It doesn't include the cost of the land. But, you know, I've seen other estimates in the past where they're talking about, all right, what's it going to cost to resolve this global climate change crisis? I think the number sticks in my mind is $900 billion a year for 10 years. It's going to make a dent in it. So 1.3 trillion for trees is, you know, not bad. Spread that out over 20 years, it's about, you know, 600 billion a year. You know, not that big a deal. It's billion here, billion there. All right. So how long is it going to take to plant these trees? Now, I kind of assume that it's going to take 20 years to get started. Nothing happens really fast. Our political system is really not designed for making fast decisions in response to emergencies. Um, just look at the coronavirus, for example. All right. But I digress. So 20 years to get started, 60 years to plant and grow and capture the carbon. That takes us to 2100. So just to kind of seeing, summarize, all right, where are we? What do all these numbers mean? All right, trillion trees, I kind of like that number. It's going to take 80 years from now to 2100 to really start making a dent, to achieve the goal that we have. So 80 years. It's going to require 2 trillion acres and $1.3 trillion, not including the land. All right, so... Here's the way I look at this. 80 years is way too long. I'll be dead by then, but it's still way too long. This is an emergency. We've got to act in like 10 years in order to start making a difference. The Earth is going to have warmed way more than 3 degrees C by then. The sea levels 
are going to be up by a few meters. Who knows what's going to happen to the acidity level in the seas? Who knows what's going to happen to everybody who's living in coastal area? I mean, it's going to be big problems. So we really can't wait 80 years for these trees to kind of start cranking out and absorbing the CO2. $1.3 trillion to plant the trees. In my view, probably the biggest problem. Obviously, you can't go to a government and say, we need some money. The governments are cheap. The bigger problem, though, is the land. Where are you going to get all that land? Who's going to pay for all that land? Who's going to, who's going to say, I'm going to take my farm and close it down and plant trees? And farmers had a business. Cattle grazers are going to say, ah, you know what? Just take all my land or... A lot of the land in the United States is public land, but you're allowed to graze cattle on it. Well, the ranchers and the grazing industry, they're not going to want that. They're going to want to keep their business. So that's a problem there. So in a nutshell, the 2 trillion acres that we need is simply not available without spending a ridiculous amount of money. People live there, work there, farm there, and we need the food that's being generated on the land. So not a good solution there. Let's look at it from the perspective of some of the more explicit naysayers. What do other people say? Well, there was a letter written by 95 conservation climate change groups that opposed the Trillion Trees Act. Their comments were the bill would ramp up logging, increase carbon emissions, and worsen the wildfire risk. So how's it going to affect logging? I looked at the fine print of the Trillion Trees Act, and the act actually sets targets to increase logging in national forests. Okay, so there's already trees there. We're going to chop down more trees. That's going backwards. And, you know, you chop down those trees, you log those trees. Any climate benefits from planting tree seedlings would not be realized until the new trees reach maturity many decades later. And federal law already requires replanting after logging. So you chop down a big tree that's sequestering 88 pounds of carbon every year, carbon dioxide every year, and you plant a sapling that's going to, you know, maybe sequester an ounce a year, and you're going backwards. So kind of looking at what really makes more sense is preserving the natural forests is the best way to absorb and store carbon, not logging trees and turning them into two-by-fours. That was their quote. I kind of like the two-by-four comment. All right. So they're also saying it's much better to slash fossil fuel emissions by half over the next 10 years and protect our forests. And one of the best places to start, their quote from these groups, is to end oil and gas leasing on public lands and in our oceans. Oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Instead of drilling for oil and gas on public lands, let's plant trees there. And that makes sense. Okay, so kind of summarizing things. Yeah, first, there's not enough land for another trillion trees. There's not enough easy-to-get money. The governments aren't going to start forking over money for this for all these trees. There's not enough time to wait for these trees to grow and sequester carbon. And fundamentally, outside of perhaps the United States, there's no way that there's the political will worldwide to implement this trillion tree solution. Everybody loves trees, yes, but every other country around the world is already taking other kinds of actions. The U.S. is a little backward. So my take on the whole thing. We should follow the guidelines that are in this book called Project Drawdown. It was a book by Paul Hawken. Basically, you look at what he suggests, and this is a lot of research that was done over years. It's a really comprehensive book. One, stop using all fossil fuels. Two, generate clean energy. Three, plant, go, change to a plant-based source of food, so less animal protein, more plant protein. 
And finally, use our land more efficiently to sequester carbon. Doing things with trees are basically using it more efficiently, keeping the forest in place, and perhaps planting plants that are going to sequester carbon instead of being harvested every year. Okay, so in a nutshell, what we have to do is we have to focus on scientific and economics-based solutions. And we kind of went through some of those issues in the show today. Not solutions that are promoted by incumbent fossil fuel industries. Obviously, the fossil fuel industries want to keep drilling, and they love to buddy up with the logging industry that's going to want to be you know, doing more logging. But you know, the reality is it's that fossil fuel industry that's obsolete at this point, and we have good solutions. So putting it a bit more bluntly, planting a trillion trees to solve this global change problem is like telling a chain smoker with lung cancer to go on a diet and lose a few pounds. <laughs> it's not solving the problem. So we know what the problem is, too much CO2 in the atmosphere. We know where that CO2 came from, burning fossil fuels, and we know how to fix it. Stop burning fossil fuels. Okay, that's all the time we have on this week's Energy Show. Thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in. And if you miss any of today's show, you can go to our website at cinnamon.energy and listen to the podcasts. 